Hello and welcome to the Grant Sweeney Show. Today's episode we're going to be talking about topics and things that we would change, such as sports, movies, games, and I'm going to be joined by my brother Brett, who's here. Hello. Yeah. So we're just going to kind of shoot the breeze and go with it. So let's talk about the first topic, which is football. (laughs) So, well, first of all, what team do you support? I'm a Man United fan. Uh, and I'm a Liverpool fan. There you go. It can happen. So what would you change about the way football is today? When I say football today, I mean like within the Premier League, the way you know European football is, the way world football is, transfers, money, the way players are treated, the way sponsors are. Just how how was it compared to like back in the day? Because obviously you're a United fan, so like when Man United... Had Fergie and uh, the way that it is now, what would you change? Well, obviously, when Fergie was still there, obviously, as a United fan, of the best times. Um, but it's just, I, the big thing for football is money has ruined the game. I think everyone knows that. Yeah. You know, transfers are just ridiculous. How much did Neymar go for? It was 170. 200 million. 200 million. And it's. it's I'm about to say what ten years ago, I think the biggest one was, or well, one of them was Rubinho to City for thirty million, and that was like wow, thirty yeah. million. But like Stoke, who can buy a player for fifty million now? It's yeah. it's just completely got out of hand. It's ruined the entire game. I just don't get the excitement for a game anymore. Not just like Manchester United versus City, the derby. It's any game. Tottenham versus I don't know Doncaster in the FA Cup or something like that. You know, it's. Every game now is, is just, I don't get that buzz for it anymore. I'm just not excited. It doesn't entertain me anymore. I'm just bored. I'm like, is that down to the fact that you've experienced the best years you can get as a Man United fan and therefore... Probably, yeah. Yeah. All right, so... You can say, yeah, it's like, when Fergie left, I knew things were going to get rough for United. It was going to take a, a while for him to pick back up. It's been at least five years already. Yeah, yeah we've won... Um, Europa League is called now, yeah. Um, yeah. Did we win the FA Cup? We did we have on me? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah I, I just... Louis Van Gaal won the FA Cup, Mourinho's won the Europa League and the League Cup and the Community Shield. See, I'm, it's just, I'm not completely oh, interested in football anymore. I, just, I didn't even know United lost to City. I didn't know the derby was on. What was it last weekend, the weekend before? No, about three weeks ago. I just found out United are playing tomorrow. Yeah. I don't even know the playing. No. It's just football in general now it's just gone for me. So if you were to change anything to do with football to make you a fan again, what would you change? And not just for Man United, but football, the sport. Just rules and, and money involved. Like for, for, for me, ban the January transfer. Teams buy at the start of the season before the window ends or whatever, or before the first game starts. That's when it, the transfer window ends. And teams play that season with that players that bought. If a big player gets injured, bring so often the youth team, give them a chance. Yeah. You know, because the youth teams now for especially for the big clubs, where are they going to go? They're not mm-hmm. going to break into that first team football because money has just gotten in the way of that. Yeah. And all teams have a limit to spend. But um, high um, max budget of a hundred million. See yeah. what happens then. So like every player, you've got a hundred million, and if say if you wanted to buy. A centre back for ten million, 
a midfielder for 20 million, so it adds up to 100 yeah, million. You can bring you about seven or eight players. So, so 100, 100 million overall or up to 100 million for each player? Overall. Overall. Overall, yeah. every team, overall 100 million. Yeah. What do you think about the way that uh, like cup finals are presented and the build up? And I've always, always hated the build up to a final. When um, United beat Chelsea in the Champions League final at 08. I didn't turn it on until 10 minutes before all that fireworks going off, people dancing on the pitch and all that crap. And he's just all the build up talking about previous games through the competition. And that, like, if he plays like this again, it'll work. It was a different game, it's a completely different situation now. Tactics change, yeah. Just it's just the entire build up. What was it? Um, about an hour and a half or something like that to build up. I think it was last season, Chelsea versus Tottenham, I think it was. An hour and a half they were talking about games over like the last 15 years and stuff like that and it, but it's, it's just all changed just go live 10 minutes before the game starts so literally the way down. it was back in the day yeah. like if you were going if you if you were going to a game next to each other handshakes and shit, like just run out onto the pitch get a ball have a kick around referee blows the whistle play and yeah. shake hands at the end I, just, I hate it all. I absolutely hate it. It's like it. back in the day, like if you wanted to back watch a game, you could only watch when it in a pub. And... football, what Dad said. Yeah. I remember Dad telling us uh, when Maradona was signed for £4 million and everyone was like, £4 million? And... completely outrageous. Yeah. And, and £4 now... million, pounds, you know, someone makes that in a month. Now, who's that, um, that derby keeper, that Lee Grant? He's probably worth about £8 million and he's like 42 and he's a championship team. Like and that's and Maradona back in the day was four million. Yeah. I remember when when Alan Shearer was bought for Blackburn, he was three million pounds, and that again that was like an outrageous amount of some three million pounds for a striker in a, in a Premiership team. So so all to summarise, you changed the money, you changed the way it's all hyped and presented. The cap on the uh, budget for transfers. You cancelled January transfers, yeah, and and literally just have it where they go out, they play the game, and then go, the and game. that's it. Probably shake hands, have a quick kiss, and exchange phone numbers at the end. You can do, you know. It's, yeah. <laughs> but just it's just football. Just go out there, play it. That's so it. it's kind of like women's football is kind of like that now. They I, don't. I prefer women's football. Uh, they honestly. don't. They don't have the press coverage, so they don't have all the build up and the hype, mm -hmm. and they don't have like the big freaking sponsorship deals and all the money and the chance. It's literally so men's football back in the day is women's football now. Is that what you? Yeah. Like I think women's football now, if a woman goes in two two foot and takes a woman down, she just gets up, pushes her yeah. off, has a little limp. Men footballers now that oh Neymar here you go yeah <laughs> I think everyone knows at the World yeah. Cup the Ali what was it sixteen rolls on the floor or something like that well no he was he was on the floor for fourteen minutes in the entire World Cup fourteen minutes on the floor how much money is he on <laughs> he, he was the highest paid well highest transferred player yeah. in um, history yeah it's just insane so will you be watching the Women's World Cup in France next year probably will yeah yeah obviously yeah. for England yeah. yeah. All right, so that's football, and yeah, it's hard to disagree with everything that you've said. To be honest, like I only well, I remember watching Liverpool play, like they won the treble when I was nine, and Istanbul when I was thirteen. I watched it, but I just didn't appreciate it back then because I had other interests. And now it's like 
I've been watching since Liverpool have been runners up of the league, runners up of the League Cup, <laughs> runners up in the FA Cup, runners up in the Europa League, runners up in the Champions League. So, I, so I've never really appreciated a Liverpool trophy victory, but at least I'm not an Evertonian. Right. <laughs> Had to throw that in there. Yeah, yeah. The last time they won something, I was three years old. So there you go. Right, we're going to switch on to another sport, which is a lot. I've even done a full podcast episode on this matter. Wrestling. So I've made my feelings about it very clear, why I stopped watching wrestling. What would you change about wrestling? Like, Okay, you've listened to that episode of the... Yeah. Did you pretty much agree with it? I, I did. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, you've already. So yeah, we're on the we same level. So now, what would you do to change wrestling? WWE specifically. One thing I hate is the the titles. But the, 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 the actual w- physical design. Yeah. 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 yeah it's just yeah. sort of the same design now with yeah. the big WWE in the middle with the little little strip underneath of, of Universal Championship or whatever it is now. Like back in the day, all the titles had their own unique. Yeah, like engraving on the stuff yeah. like that. And so style, it was just yeah. it's that it was its own style on that title, but now it's just the same. It's boring. Yeah, it's, it's just, just so, it's just the same belt with a different color. Kill colored strap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what, yeah. Do, what do you think about the draft split now? And I've always liked the two separate brands, like you know, Raw versus SmackDown. Because um, it did work back in the day. Work, yeah. It did, but I don't think it works now. No, I no. don't. No. It's it's like after WCW was bought by WWE. Vince was smart to go, well, fans loved competition, so let's create our own competition, Raw versus SmackDown. But now, WWE itself is in competition with indie wrestling, so they cannot create their own competition anymore because there is other competition outside of WWE. So no one's going, oh, I'm a big SmackDown fan. It's, oh, no, just watch WWE. Whereas back in the day, I preferred SmackDown. I I preferred SmackDown. I didn't watch Raw. Angle. Benoit, Brock yeah. Lesnar, Guerrero, yeah. Edge, but when Batista came to as well. Yeah. I was a fan of him. Yeah. It was yeah, I, I loved SmackDown. Um, so what yeah. what what would your major thing then be that you change? Other Which, than so you mentioned titles, but would you change like booking, anything like that? What would you do? So uh, Daniel Bryan's come back now, he's won the title again. Yeah. I, I made up, he, he's come back again. But it's like if Punk came back now, it's too little, too late if they give it all to him now. Yeah. I think it's the same with Daniel Bryan now. It's yeah. I, I, Honestly, now, most of the talent is in NXT. Yeah. Everyone's saying NXT and NXT UK yeah. are the competition for WWE, not Raw and SmackDown. It's WWE and NXT. And honestly, I prefer watching the women in wrestling now than the men because the women actually wrestle. Yeah. You know, there's only certain men wrestlers who actually go out there and want to wrestle. Yeah. The more the same, in, like you haven't watched Raw or SmackDown or a pay per view for years. Yeah, it's just what, what I hear every now and then, like. Yeah. So. So if if you had to pick between watching an all women's WWE pay per view, which there was one recently, that yeah. Evolution, would you prefer to watch that or an NXT show? What an NXT show. So you'd even pick NXT over a WWE. Pay- yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. So if you were given charge of WWE for one year five big things you'd instantly get rid of. Like, you'd just go, right, that's gone, that's gone, that's gone, this is what we're doing. Well, what would you get rid of? Because you said you hated the Universal title. Oh, I think that's... Like, the, the way it's represented. I think everyone, like, 
who watched it like ten years ago hates it, but like obviously the young ones coming up now, they're like oh Universal title, yeah. But yeah, Universal title, I'd get rid of. I mean, I I, I love the World Heavyweight Championship, the big gold belt, the big gold belt. I love that belt. It's probably one of my favorite belt apart from the um, the old IC one, Jericho's IC. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Like, would would you have this mindset of, like, part-timers can go, freely, you know, retire, yeah. Triple H, you know, all them, they're gone, that's it, they stay behind the scenes, and you'd let natural rest, so you bring the NXT roster up, There's or... a lot from, bring that NXT roster up, I mean, there's a lot on there that need to be, what was it, um, like, what was, what was that, the tag team, um, the Ascension. The Ascension, they yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah, they yeah. came up to Raw, they had a little push, and they just yeah. got like. But do you think. That's do you what think, happens to them, I think. Do you think it's down to wrestling shouldn't belong on a huge grand like stage with social media? Do you think it belongs in like smaller arenas and more yeah, into you crowd? appreciate it more. Yeah, you know, and, and like the storytelling and the characters aren't yeah. as good as the actual wrestling in the ring. So. Like trying to promote WWE to be this huge monster in its in WrestleMania arenas, which holds five billion people, and it's like so over the top, and the explosions, the character, it's like, do, does it really need that? Like, should it just be something that's a squared circle and watch people wrestle? Yeah. See, that's that's why was it um, New Japan Pro Wrestling? Yeah, and the, IWGP and all them. Yeah. yeah, and it's like they watch the wrestling. Yeah. They applaud when something amazing happens and like yeah. I don't know, a technical move or something like that. High five, they're not just like throwing signs in the air, hey, drink it. Yeah. It's, it's too Americanized, WWE, isn't it? Yeah. Like they only focus on the American market, yeah. whereas NXT UK, that is WWE, like at its best for British fans. Yeah. Like British Bulldog would have been the world champion in NXT UK by now if he was still alive back then. So I can't believe he wasn't a world champion. Was There's Ted DiBiase, Roddy Piper, the, oh, the list goes on. Yeah. Right, so there we go. Um, to summarise, you you changed the 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 landscape of how WWE view championships. Uh, traditional wrestling stuff would be championed more than characters and big arenas and fancy fireworks and all that. Yeah, yeah. you put it more I, traditional. I, I wish to go back to each belt has it own. Identity. Identity. identity yeah 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 i totally agree right now we're going to switch over to films uh i'll talk a bit about a film which i would change what it's done so far and how i would end it because it's an ongoing thing and brett you're going to talk about your favorite franchise of all time and how the films have let it down in a sense <laughs> so star wars a very universal as soon as you say Star Wars, you get a reaction. You either get people go, oh, I hate it, oh, I love it, or, oh, no, I don't like that, oh, I've never really watched it. But everyone knows what Star Wars is. Um, you get the classic original fans who go, no, I only watch the original trilogy, episodes four, five, six. Then you get the millennials who are like, oh, no, I love it, the new trilogy. And then my era, I grew up watching the prequel trilogy, Star Wars 1 to 3. And I hated Jar Jar Binks as does everyone, but I loved episode three, like the transformation of Anakin Skywalker to Darth Vader. It, it is the best Star Wars film so far. Like, it's, it's such a controversial thing to say, but because I grew up with that, 
like I watched episodes four, five, and six. I, I definitely before I watched episode one. That's for sure. But it was so outdated for my liking, and I didn't, I couldn't get into it because the way that Star Wars was developing as a franchise at the time. And I went to watch Star Wars Seven uh, when I was seven. Uh, Star Wars One when I was seven in the cinema, and I was just blown away by like how big and brand new it was. So when I watched Star Wars Episode Four on a small TV and at home, it didn't capture me as much. But I get it. I get it. You know. Yeah, I love the original trilogy now, and I can watch it and I can enjoy. It, but being a stupid kid, I preferred episodes one, two, and three over the original. Now I'm more balanced, but I will always love episode three. Episode two, uh, I never liked uh, how long they dragged it out. Like, oh, is Anakin going to be evil in this one? Is and, and he has his little moments, but. Overall, the the highlight of that first trilogy was definitely episode three. I think everyone agrees with that. As yeah. Well. I mean, everyone said uh, number one. I, didn't like, I love number one. I love number two. I, I love the start of every story, the origin of it. Yeah. How it all yeah. started. I, I love it. That's why I love the first. Yeah. Um, the one thing I would definitely change, though, with episode one, Jar Jar Binks can be in it. I'm fine with that, but just not have him be a main character. Thankfully, they realised that in episode two and three. Yeah. They just cut him out. <laughs> Well, he was in number two. Is he in number three? Yeah, he was at Padme's funeral. Oh, yeah, that's it. But he didn't even speak. Yeah. It was just one shot. Yeah, yeah. That I think that was great. Yeah. Um, and the whole racing sequence of Anakin. I get that the reason why it was done is to show off that Anakin's a great pilot to make sense when Darth Vader is in the galaxy. You know, he's the Emperor and he can fly everywhere. I get that. But it was it was 45 minutes of the film. The entire race. Is that how long it was? It? Forty-five minutes. Honestly, honestly, yeah. When um, Qui- what's yeah, Qui Gon Jinn, yeah. When when he puts Anakin in this race, and then he's oh, that that fucking creature guy, whatever his name is. I bet I'll be too oh, yeah. young, Anakin. And that from the moment of that to the end, where they're watching it on the little screen, Anakin's mom and Padme and Qui Gon are in the the what they called freaking doing the stands. That's it. Doing the stands, watching the race, and then he wins at the end. All that entire sequence was 45 minutes. No, it was that long. <laughs> and Darth Maul is only in it on screen for it? 10 minutes. Like, it was less com- than that, wasn't it? No, combine every single scene together, including the fight scene at the end. The fight scene's only about five minutes. So, so one Do- of the greatest fight scenes in movie history, in my yeah. opinion. It's I, so good. I love it. That was, was the highlight of the, highlight the first film, one. Yeah. But Darth Maul needed more airtime. Yeah. He needed more of his story and less of Anakin racing. I hope they do. A little spin off of Darth Maul because they've done so they have, well. They've done a few, yeah. They have done a few. They've not, not I don't think Disney have done it. Like, that's another thing I'm going to get onto in a minute with Disney, but definitely, some someone definitely made something to do with Darth Maul before, and George Lucas was a part of it. I don't know. Yeah, that it might be a web series, I'm pretty sure, but I'm pretty sure George Lucas was involved. Um, but yeah, that's so episode one was spoiled by lack of Darth Maul and too much of Anakin. The reason why that race was just so he, he can be uh, freed, wasn't it? Freed, yeah. Yeah, but like, he could have easily just trimmed it down to 10 minutes. Like, just yeah. make it a quick thing, like, oh, you win this race and you can be free and you can get out, all right, and then you do the race and he wins. Just not build it up and have all this, This ugh, it was just too much. Uh, yeah, but episode three. Uh, and the new trilogy, this is what I was going to get onto now, uh, I just think episode seven is a rewritten version of episode four. I think everyone can agree with that. If you get out the plot of A New Hope, change the names and the situations, and it's a, and with the characters in episode seven, it's the same story. Yeah. 
like a guy, well, and it turns out to be a woman. They they find out that the um, they're, well, they're on a planet. They're like a slave. They're like a nobody. And then they get caught up in the galaxy and they want to rebel against the empire. And then it and then they get taught up by an old man. And then the old man dies. It's literally Han Solo with, with a Ray and Luke. Yeah, so it's just the same film, but just rewritten. Um, yeah, and the, what's his name? Finn, he's like the Lando Calrissian of this generation. And that's something I don't get why Lando Calrissian isn't in this new one. You know, the, you know the, yeah. yeah, Han Solo's friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah and Han Solo's in number seven with Chewbacca, but there's not even a mention of Lando Calrissian. That's never got that. Um, episode eight. <laughs> there we go. This is this is the one. This is the main thing. Yeah. Episode seven. You, you watch it and you're like, well, that's just episode four. Yeah, you watch but, it again. It's like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You but you can almost forgive it yeah. if episode eight, eight and nine episode, were better. Yeah. Same with Star Wars one, two, and three. One was shit in comparison to two and three, but you. That's why you kind of let it go. You go, well, you know, two and three get better. And same with the original trilogy, New Hope was a slow stop start. The only thing, the only thing that happened in New Hope was um, obviously the characters were introduced, but Obi Wan gets killed by Darth Vader, and then Luke destroys the Death Star. That's literally all that happens in New Hope, but it's on for like two hours and forty minutes. Uh, Empire Strikes Back again. The main thing people think about was Luke, I'm your father, and all that. Even though that's not the line, it's no, I am the father. Uh, and then the last one, yeah, that that's it. You know, the, the empire is defeated. Darth Vader, you know, becomes Anakin again, and very emotional scene. He takes his mask off. He says goodbye to Luke, and you know. But episode seven, leading on to episode eight, episode eight had so much to live up to. Uh, yeah, and had potential to probably be the best one so far. It, yeah, it had potential because it was Carrie Fisher's last film. Like we knew that you know she she filmed and then she died, so it already had something even more to yeah. the film than any of the others because it's like oh my god we're going to watch princess leia for the last time so it's got to be good so everyone going to watch the last jedi was like well this is it this is carrie fisher's goodbye and then what else is in there like the way that episode seven ended like it, it teased that uh, ray was um somehow related to yeah. luke skywalker it had uh, another thing um i can't remember because i've only watched episode seven twice but yeah, that's it had something oh yeah, the that Yoda woman. The one, oh, the one the little, Yeah, like getting Luke's sky, like getting Luke's lightsaber. lightsaber. Yeah, it's lightsaber. like, oh my god, you'll find out how she got it, because remember when Darth Vader cut off Luke's hand, that his his lightsaber fell. Yeah. Down, so it's like, well, how did she get that lightsaber? So all these questions were then it's like, well the questions. they're gonna be answered in episode eight, or surely, you know, teased onto episode nine, but episode eight, what did it do? Just shut down everything about episode seven. Yeah. Like literally the line, there was a line that um, Kylo Ren said to uh, Ray. So I know about your family. They're nobody. Like they're just they're just uh, peasants who died and they're buried in a pauper's grave. He literally just he said it as if to go to turn into the screen and look and just forget about episode seven. <laughs> Nothing to do with uh, Ray with her family. She's nobody. She's not related to Luke. And then, and then you see that yo, the woman, and she doesn't even mention how she got this light. She yeah. fucks off, and that's it. You don't see her. The only good thing about episode eight was Yoda returning, like, I like that, that scene yeah, I that, yeah. with I Luke. That. Yeah, I like really having that last ever scene with Yoda and Luke together that was good. Yeah. Uh, but it's the way that 
they treated Luke Skywalker. It's the way that they pushed aside previous build-ups to to potentially really good storylines for the film and how General Leia was treated in the film as well and the way that Luke dies at the end. Oh, that... It's like... I think I turn to you. I'm Randy. I'm just, yeah. Has he just died? <laughs> literally about two minutes before, it was good because... It was good because you've seen the fight with Kylo Ren and then yeah. and then he beat them and they, they managed to get out and they've got on the ship and flew away. And then you see it, it turned out to be a hologram and everyone was like, oh, that, that was good, that was good, yeah. That. And then he just dies. Yeah. And everyone was, what the hell, is, what? Everyone just looked at each other. Like, yeah. Well, that's just happened. It's like, hang on, did Luke just die or did he just teleport? Or, and then everyone's like, no, no, he died. How? How and more importantly, why? There's yeah. one more Star Wars film. Kill him off in the last one if yeah. you have to. That's the one you kill the main character off in if you're going to do it. Not the penultimate because one. Because General Leia is not going to be in it. Yeah, so. obviously they didn't foresee Carrie Fisher dying, but they killed off Han Solo in number seven and Harrison Ford's still alive. They killed off Luke Skywalker in number eight, Mark Hamill's still alive, but they keep Leia alive. And Carrie Fisher's dead. It's like they just got it so backwards. It's like, well, what the hell are you going to do? You can have Luke's ghost, you know, being number nine, the Force ghost. Harrison Ford won't do anything with it because he's just washed his hands of the whole affair. I don't blame him, to be honest. Yeah. But what the hell are you going to do with Princess Leia? Because the way they ended it, they were all on the ship together saying, you know, we'll all stick together. Unless they skip it a couple months forward and General Leia's retired or she's died or anything like that, that's the only way you can get around it. But the way they... They just shot themselves in the foot. They just have to mention it, saying, oh, she's gone back. What was her home planet called again? Look, the one that was destroyed, Alderaan. No. The one where they were in the film. Yeah. Well, they were on the ship, weren't they? They weren't really... Yeah, yeah, in episode seven, they went to a planet, didn't they? I can't remember. But I'm pretty sure that um, Kylo Ren and... uh, Oh, yeah, Snoke's death. Snoke. Like, that that film, number eight, that was my favourite part. Um, Snoke's death. Snoke, yeah, well, and... um, What's her name? Ray and Kylo Ren teaming up to fight all the minions and stuff, and yeah. all the things burning behind them. I love that was the best part. I was I was thinking the film's gonna pick up now because it was fucking boring. Yeah, nothing happened. Just the shit slowly moving away from this like force field thing where the entire film is just moving away from the ship. I've, yeah, I've been waiting for moving that. away from the sense of reality. I thought oh, something good is gonna happen, and oh, God, I got. I wished Ray had just. Fucking go to the dark side and join Kylo Ren. Honestly, yeah. that would have been so much better. Or it was revealed that she was, in fact, she related was in fact to Luke. Related yeah. to Luke. Why she got the Force then? Yeah, I know. All of this has not been answered. It is not. Episode 9 will not be a film where it, it, it corrects the previous two films' mistakes and goes, and this is the last one, because it can't end like that. It's got to pick up from where it's left off and just accept that they fucked up yeah. and they've got to finish its shitty conclusion. That's why I'm not looking forward to episode nine. You might as well just have number nine. Everyone left now at the live, just sit around the round table discussing team, like team biscuits and discussing what they're going to do with their life. Yeah. As well as do that. Yeah, because that's what the fans are doing. Yeah. Right, so yeah, that's Star Wars. What are we? What I would change uh, if you could go back in time and stop Carrie Fisher dying, I would have probably killed off Leia in number eight. If you're going to kill when she when she got uh, in space and yeah. then she froze and went, I don't know what the hell that was. Uh-huh. She should have died there and then. Keep Luke alive for sure, and go from there. Like make it just and make uh, all the teas 
um, storylines in number seven actually make them storylines, like make Ray related to the Force and somehow that Yoda woman found the lightsaber, like, have a backstory to all these things that aren't explained. Well, That's keep what Luke alive and he explains why, you know, why Princess yeah. Leia went off. Yeah. You know, why she's not number nine, like, you know, she yeah. had to do something. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, there you go. Right, now we're going to switch over to Resident Evil. Oh, Christ. <laughs> but, well, I'll, I'll just say what I can say quickly. I, I loved the PlayStation 1 games, Resident Evil 1, 2, Nemesis. Uh, you didn't play them before, or? No, no. The like, first yeah. three, no. to me, that is Resident Evil. Resident Evil 2 is my favourite of all time. My favourite character, William Birkin. Um, Nemesis was amazing, but my god, it was such a scary game to play when yeah, you were young. It was, yeah. he was, it's like the first game where the boss, the main boss, is fighting you. For the whole game, there's I no rest. Like, like you, you go in in the police station, you go in in Raccoon City, you go in everywhere, and he's following you all, the, and he can kill you at any point. You could just have a, a handgun and a knife on you, and that's it. And, and he, and he just, yeah, he just <laughs> runs at you and just gets a rocket launcher or runs up and punches you, and you're dead. It's like. Fucking hell, can I play the game? <laughs> so I like that about it. Resident Evil 1, it was the very beginning. It was dead eerie. It was a mansion. It was at night. It was very dark and quiet. And it was just very tense. And I, I just love that. And then when the first one came out, the first film, Resident Evil with um, oh, what's, what's yeah, it? Yeah, Mila Jovovich yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Michelle Rodriguez, uh, I actually did like it. It was good. I thought it was going to be something that was happening around the time of the original storyline with um, Chris Redfield, Jill, Valentine, um, you know, the, the Leon Kennedy, uh, all of them characters, I thought it would be like something happening whilst that was happening. Um, but no. It turned out Alice was a totally different... A character that wasn't even in the game. Yeah, it's just a brand new story which could have turned out to be good, but... And I'll take over to Brett. <laughs> when, when I seen the trailer for it, it like, oh, oh yes, you know, freaking brilliant. I mean, had the, the liquor in it, which wasn't in the first game. <clears throat> it was the hunters. Yeah. They were, oh, I fucking hated them creatures. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, 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 the first film, I, I liked, it, it was good. But it wasn't good, you know, because yeah. the first game is in the mansion. And you just zombies with the hunters, yeah. and at the end, the big fight with uh, the tyrants. Yeah. And that they could have done it. They should have stuck to the game. They should have stuck yeah. to the game. Yeah. Uh, they're in the lab, which is the end of the game. Is that <clears throat> where you find the tyrant gets released and that? But <clears throat> it's just. It's just well, like, the films keep Albert Wesker in, they keep Barry in them, do, do they? He's in, Barry is in, oh, what, what's it called? It's the third one, Barry Extinction. No. Barry, no, it's in. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, Jill Valentine was in number two, Apocalypse. Yeah. It was set that, in that Raccoon City. That was the best film, because it was in the city, which number two was, Yeah. the game. But they just didn't have Leon and Nemesis. No. Well, no, Nemesis, <clears> Nemesis was yeah. in it, but I don't know why, because Nemesis was in the third game. Yeah. And what pissed me off the most, why didn't they have the best enemy in a Resident Evil game that's ever been created, William Birkin. Yeah. What was it, five different forms he had throughout Resident Evil 2? It was four or five? Yeah. It was five, wasn't five, it? Five, I think, yeah. Five, and it's like, why didn't he put him in it? Yeah. It's, it, they, had the, they had a story done, ready to produce for a Hollywood film. Play the games, do that as a film. There's your script. There's so many There's massive mansions out there where they could have set it in. Yeah. Uh, that's what people said. Oh, they're boring them in a house, and, but 
It's creepy. It's yeah. creepy. It's early and fucking shit you up. These are the and you know the house of the the set and that for puzzles and stuff to solve and shit like that. The, the most the most successful it's... horror films of all time have been Psycho, which was set in a huge house. Texas Chainsaw Massacre set in a huge house. It's... So. It's, they could have done it, yeah. but they just decided to do their own thing, and they should have just stuck to three films as well. The, the third one, Extinction, it was okay, but what annoyed me, Alice, because she was affected the TV, she had all these telepathical powers and that, which yeah. I think just it's ruined the film. Way too far from it. What was it, Afterlife, I think the fourth one was called, there was ex, um, so you can't I can't even remember, Retribution, I think it was, no. and then um, the last chapter which i've just completely forgot about the last three films to be honest it, it yeah. just didn't happen for me the, it's you can't you can't pick up a brand with which is called resident evil chuck it in a blender and throw in in a bit of telepathic powers yeah and then <sighs> scenes with, oh, that's, they just it's, it's like postman pat you can't put postman pat in a blender and then chuck stuff about spaceships and their lightsabers and blah that's postman pat no it's not it's its own different thing, but you just called it Postman Pat. So that's what the Resident Evil films are. But I, so I, what I, would you change? Would you just make the I, first three I, films? No, honestly, I'd scrap them up, but I honestly think within 10 years there'll be a remake and they'll do it right. Of the games? Of the game, yeah. They'll just Resident Evil, bang, it'll be in a fucking mansion. Yeah, and they'll have... Chris and Jill, yeah. Wesker, Barry, the characters will be in it. Yeah. Forrest, who dies on the balcony, gets pecked to death by a crazy lad, thinking... Joseph, who was out Joseph in the front. Joseph, out on the yeah. finger, all yeah. the scene, the helicopter landing, shit like that, and they'll do it right. Yeah. They'll do it properly. But I, I reckon about... I just, I'd scrap the entire series. It's the way that Hollywood are going, like they've done remakes of films, like... Like Jumanji, oh. uh, they don't. Oh, and they were going to do the Crow as well. The Anders talks of a Back to the Future remake. Oh, what? Yeah, I've seen that on the Lab Bible the other day. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, honestly, remakes. I get it to a degree of if you're going to do it for a modern audience. Yeah, all right, get it. Like King Kong, that that was perfect. But it's the right timing. King Kong was done, the first one, 1933, wasn't it? Or 1930? 30, 30, with May West. Eight, was it? The very first one. The very, very... F- yeah, it was like 1930, 1933. I, know, I thought it was about yeah. like late 1930s. It might be. I don't, well, it was set in the 1930s. <clears throat> then then they, tried to do a, they tried to do on the 70s, where they, instead of going with the Empire State Bridges Building. Was in that, wasn't it? Yeah, but they had, the, suit. <laughs> they had, they had King Kong with the Twin Towers. Uh, rather than the Empire State Building, yeah. but then they did a proper remake of the original in two thousand five. Peter Jackson, Peter Jackson. perfect. Brilliant. Yeah, I love that like, remake. How many years was that? 70, 80 years. Like after seventy years after after the yeah. original, and they did it to a modern audience, modern technology, modern yeah. filmmaking, yeah. modern cast. That that's the way you do it. But not the Crow was done in nineteen ninety four, and the they were getting Bradley Cooper to do it, and it's like wait just a bit because you could still watch the crow with brandon lee now and it's still modern so it's you know oh, is that bradley cooper meant to play the crow yeah i didn't even know the thing I yeah well but the batman stuff as well the original ones yeah michael keaton val kilmer george clooney oh god uh and and then yeah christopher nolan modernized it and kept it to a more sinister degree rather than the comic book version. So again, it's just the right timing and the the right script. Don't do 
a Robin Williams remake, like they're apparently doing a Mrs. Doubtfire remake in that as well. They had that in what's his face that I can't Kevin remember. Hart was gonna Kevin be. Hart. You can't you can't do it that way. Right, so we've gone on for modern the way that modern Hollywood is now, modern gaming. The way that games are. I remember the SNES, the Mega Drive, the Sega, the PlayStation One, the Nintendo sixty four, GameCube, Xbox, Xbox three sixty, PlayStation Two, Dreamcast, even PC games. Simple. Simple. You yeah. buy the game, you put the game in, everything's on the game, you unlock it. Like when you do the main story mode, you get bonuses, you read the game magazines to help you with tips on what to do, little Easter eggs that people throw in, and the games last a long goddamn time. Uh, it's games Done. you can just redo, redo, yeah, redo, redo it. Never get bored of and that. it's never the same ending. And, and, you We're know, still it, playing Sonic stuff. the Hedgehog now. Yeah. When did that come out? 92? Uh, 91. One. 91. Yeah. So, yeah, the, there's that. Now you buy a game, then you gotta buy DLC, downloaded content, you gotta have internet to play it, you've gotta have PlayStation Plus. Yeah, PlayStation Store, you gotta have everything's online and it's like fuck off. Just let me play the game. And all the games focus on the graphics, hardly any storytelling. They keep the game they shrivel up the game to so you can complete it in a day if you had time. Whereas back in the day, it'd take you a long goddamn time to complete a game. So, modern gaming. Tell me about your experience with Fallout 76. Well, got it the day it came out, or well, sort of two days later. I put the disc in. I knew it was a multiplayer online game. I knew you had to be online to be multiplayer, obviously. But I just didn't know to do the solo campaign. You needed the internet as well. Yeah. Put it in, turned it on, come on, yeah. Good, full day on it. Press the uh, errors occurred. Need to sign in. What? I need the intent to play anything on the game. Yep. Fuck that. Sold it. Yeah. And it is, it's now the most returned game in history, is it? Yeah. On, in the last 15 years or something like that. Something like, something like that, yeah. yeah. And I don't, I don't fucking blame. <laughs> They're fucked up. Mm. Well, we've got to speed this up a bit because my phone's going to die and we're already on nearly 40 minutes. Shit. Yeah. So let's switch over to modern technology. And that's a prime example. Phones. <laughs> living, every, living your life by charging shit up. And then when it's fully charged, it doesn't last a couple of hours. Like so going. to charge your charger up to charge yeah, your phone. Yeah, you can guy. actually buy a chargeable charger. You know that shit's getting too out out there when you got to charge up Everything's a charger. Made to last them, the most what two years. Yeah, like phones now nowadays phones can only last up to two years because they do that on purpose. Steve Jobs was a genius when it comes to the iPhone because he knew how shit it would be, but how addictive it would be. So he constantly and that's another thing. It's not upgrading; it's side grading. Upgrading is keeping everything that works and adding stuff to it. What modern technology is doing now is taking things that work and then when they upgrade it, they take out stuff that works, slide it along and put something else in. And people still say, oh, it's still got the same problems, but it's been upgraded. The reason why it's got the same problems is because it's, it's been side-graded. That's why. Yeah, not upgraded. upgraded. Keep the stuff that work on it, take out the stuff that doesn't work. Right. That's upgrading. Yeah. But every phone, since I'd say the iPhone... Well, the iPhone came out in 2007. I'd say the third installment, the iPhone 3. No, no one asked me about phones. Yeah, 2010. I remember when that came out. 
people went right yeah this is it they've got it now now upgrade update uh, upgrades will be amazing and then the following one that come out it, it, it was exactly the same but they had like a, a smaller screen or it was just like it wasn't upgrading it was just side grading modern modern technology is just ridiculous and it ties in with having wi-fi for just to play a game it's not enough to buy a game for like 60 70 80 quid with like and then and then for a console which is like a few hundred quid and then wi-fi and then you got to buy dlc then you've got to it's like oh my god all i want to do is play a game and then you play the game and it's shit or it finishes after like six hours and that's it it's like can't you just do it like back when dragon ball z games come out with the ps2 put it in you've bought it you don't need to go online all that shit you do the game you unlock the stuff in the game it takes ages to do and then you, and you can play it over and over right so yeah that was this episode of the grant sweeney show thank you to my brother brett for appearing on it and we'll see you next time